Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 100k Freelancer Club podcast. I'm Jacob and with me as always is Niall. How are you doing, Niall? Yeah, very good, mate. Well, trying to stay sane. I am very bored. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. This pandemic, it seems, even though there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel with vaccines and stuff, it's boring waiting to get to the point where you can just finally let your hair down and let loose and do all the things that you've been wanting to do for ages. But I am hanging on in there um, and big up to all the people that are on the front line and key workers and all the rest of it, keeping the world ticking over. So fair play to them. Um, we've just got to sit tight, but I'm all right, mate, all things considered. Yeah, well, that was a bit of a, a bit of a deep intro to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> usually when you ask, are you all right, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, you? <laughs> but no, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for sharing. But no, yeah, I mean, I feel you, man. Like, I'm insanely, insanely bored at the moment. And I think just my level of focus is just dipping so much because obviously yeah. you I think that's natural as well just because of what's going on but I tell you what it, it's quite interesting that we talk about this because I mean I wouldn't be as bored if I had Jeff Bezos's money so oh <laughs> I think we'll come on to that in a second yeah well that is what we wanted to talk about today the one of the well he was the richest man in the entire world obviously just recently overtaken by Elon Musk but well, actually, the, the question I was going to ask in this podcast, why do you think Jeff Bezos stepped down? But I'll come to that in a minute. But do you think it's because uh, Elon Musk overtook him as the richest man in the world? And he was like, ah, screw this, I quit. Highly doubt it. But um, but yeah, so we're, we're going nah, to be talking about in this. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. A man like that. Because basically, there's a couple of things we want to cover, right? Obviously, Jeff Bezos, richest man in the entire world, been grinding, 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 built the biggest company ever and now he's stepped down, right? And that relates to us, why? Because what we wanna talk about is toxic hustle culture, right? So you might be following these Instagram pages like motivation mindset and stuff like that and what they often post, which I used to love and like lap this stuff up at the start but now I hate, is all this stuff. They post clips of like Elon Musk saying like, oh, if you work 80 hours a week for the next 25 years, you're gonna be rich and successful and it's the only way, it's the only way. <laughs> and then you follow all these posts of like, oh, hashtag team no days off and all this kind of stuff. And people just get sucked into believing like the more they work, like the more they're gonna get out from it, which is just in my experience anyway, and a lot of successful people that I know, some insanely successful people, it's just not true. Nope. The more you like in terms of like overdoing it, the more you work, the more you like burn yourself out and the less efficient you become i mean that's the key word there you've just said it efficiency i mean you can work 80 hours a week but it's not about the time you put in it's about what you do with that time and that's the key yeah exactly i mean you could go to the gym for 20 hours a week but i mean if you're only actually physically exercising for six of those hours then what is the point for being there for 20 you know it's actually what you do within those hours and how efficient you are. And I, I think in, you know, this context of actually working, especially now with levels of focus drop in, with people being bored through the pandemic and all this sort of stuff, it, it's more about how effective you are and how free your mind is to think and operate efficiently. And if working 80 hours a week is just zoning you completely out and you feel like a robot and you're just basically getting stuff done slower and slower and slower, then that is just, yeah, it's just not the way to go. So I'll jump in now and ask, why do you think Jeff Bezos stepped down from Amazon after all this time? Like, obviously, he is 
a hustle maniac. Like hustle, like you see the videos, oh, he gets up and works out at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> and he goes to Amazon and comes back at 10 p.m. at night. You grind, grind, grind. Why do you think he's quit now? I don't know. I really don't know. And listen, this is someone who's dedicated their whole life to the entrepreneurship of the business that he's created. And, you know, he it's grown from a seedling into this massive rainforest jungle of a of an empire that he's got and i suppose you know it's similar to what athletes say when they retire you know you ever hear athletes uh, when they finally decide to hang up their boots they say you just know when the time's right your body tells you now obviously running a business isn't physically exhausting like being a professional athlete is uh, it probably can be at some uh, in some parts but it's probably more mentally exhausting than anything else running a business and you know for him I suppose the, the the argument would be I guess I felt that the time was right and there may be mitigating factors for that we'll never know unless he comes out publicly and says them at the time of recording this podcast haven't seen anything to suggest as the reasons why he's decided to step down from his role. I think it's important to say that he stepped down as chief executive of the company and I think he probably will still be involved. I don't think it's something you can ever fully let go of and I don't think he ever will until the day he dies. Um, And that's understandable. It's his baby, it's his creation and although there are people that kind of share in the power and share in the decision making with him, I think he will always kind of hold that that major stake and always have that final say. But yeah, I mean, there's so many different questions as to why he's decided to step aside. I mean, could it be something to do with the fact that, you know, now we are approaching a bit of a a critical moment when it comes to global finances? There is uh, a European wide recession, possibly a global wide recession. Um, Certainly at this point, uh, after the impact of the coronavirus pandemic, you have to think that in a period where pretty much every other business has been struggling, e-commerce and Amazon in particular has absolutely thrived. It's exploded more than ever because people are sat at home and they can't go to the shops and buy the things they need. So they are logging on to Amazon and similar websites to buy what they need. And therefore his kind of value and and his revenue has absolutely soared. Not that it needed to because, you know, Amazon uh, have pretty much been at the forefront of the e-commerce industry for several years now. So I don't know whether there's any uh, relationship towards that, um, whether he felt that maybe he's reached as far as he can go. He's exhausted his mental limits. Um, He feels that maybe the time is right to step aside, like I said before, and whatever those reasons are for that, I don't think we'll ever know until he comes out and says. Now, you might have a different idea to me. I'm not particularly certain how old Jeff Bezos is and what his age is and stuff like that, but... You know, you do see people that have dedicated their life to something that sometimes when they do take a break from it and they sit back and they take stock, naturally, they'll probably really miss it. But also they'll they'll realize the other things that they've missed out on. Now, I try and bring it back to professional athletes again, because being in the environment that I work in freelance, I see a lot of professional and elite sport firsthand very close up is the nature of my job. And you often see people that have dedicated their entire life to something that they miss out on things that they not that they took for granted, but things that they feel maybe later in life they shouldn't have missed out on things like kids growing up, things like, you know, not being able to attend a daughter's graduation or not being able to go to um, the nativity cons- the nativity play that your young child is in or picking up your son from school and stuff like that. They're all small things that sometimes this toxic hustle culture that I think you'll come on to can take away from people. And sometimes, you know, everyone wants to make loads of money. It's, it's something that a lot of people want to do in life. But 
at the same time you want to make sure that your life is satisfying in other ways now if this is a man who gets up at five o'clock in the morning and works around the clock and doesn't get home to bed until 10 i mean where's he fitting in the rest of what he needs to do in his life or what he might want to do in his life and maybe he's felt that you know for the first 30 40 50 years of his life he's dedicated himself to this one thing and maybe now in the next 50 percent of his life the next chapter the next 30 40 years he wants to focus on other things. Maybe he wants to start again, build a new business, start something new, be an entrepreneur again. Um, because, you know, his idea, this e-commerce idea, I'm not saying it's specifically his idea, but he's taken it and kind of propelled it to the next level. But maybe now he just wants to do something slightly different and focus more on family time, focus more on leisure things that he wants to do outside of, of the office. And I'm sure he's been able to do all these things anyway in the time that he's been in charge of Amazon, but still to actually dedicate your life to something so holy and then to kind of take a step away and a step aside. Um, maybe that's part of the reason. But I mean, I could sit and talk about this for another 10 minutes and just speculate on what the reasons are. The truth is we won't ever know until he tells us. But you have to think that kind of as a human being, maybe he felt like he's reached the limits of what he could achieve in that position. And maybe he's wanting to focus on other avenues who knows yeah i think that's a great point there that you can transition across to the life of a freelancer as well especially if you're a project-based freelancer is when you're working with a particular client or a particular um, project let's say when has that life cycle sort of completed because obviously they might continuously employ you after the project but you know is your heart still in it is it giving you what you want like so for example if you're um, a graphic designer working on like a massive advertisement campaign for say uh, a magazine and it's been your dream to get this gig you know you're working with vogue or whatever um, and you you work with the whole marketing team for months on end to create this massive uh, design for this big spread or whatever and then it's released and then afterwards they put you on this small monthly retainer that's taking you know a lot of your time and it's not allowing you to get the other big gigs because you want to go work in Forbes and stuff like that like you need to be able to look at stuff like from like I want to say an open mind and just learn to say okay now is my time to step back and move on to the next project almost like taking a leap of faith so maybe this is what Jeff Bezos is doing like okay obviously this is insanely financially successful for him and probably will continue to be forever and he's still obviously got his shares and stuff like that which you know as a freelancer you don't really have shares in your own company like if you stop you stop but you can still look at things in terms of opportunity costs so me working on this project is stopping me from working on another project and is this project what i want to be doing is it reaching my maximum potential if it is stopping me from working on another project i need to look at the risk versus reward of stopping this project and looking for another one obviously you don't want to just be blindly dropping projects because you think oh, i should be paid more like this that and the other but in terms of looking at things like okay this is you could look at it in averages or the top earners in your field let's just say so you can say okay the top earners in my field are making 160,000 pound a year why am I only making 42,000 pound a year and then you can step back okay I'm being held back by this client that client and then you can let go of those projects and move on and you might get a bit of intuition about that as well like we were talking about you just know it's time to move on you've outgrown the client or you've outgrown the project and maybe Jeff Bezos has outgrown Amazon Maybe he wants to work on another project that has more, um, let's say, risk and there's more innovation that's needed because Amazon is so dominant at the moment. Like, 
I think it would take a very, very bad CEO to mess that up for Amazon at the moment. I think one of the things that could mess it up is obviously um, like monopoly breakdowns from legislation from government and stuff like that. But I think in terms of if you're operating that business, it's pretty plain sailing. They have such a dominant dominance over the market. Like, like I just said a moment ago, the fact that he stepped down, I think, is the wrong word. He stepped to the side or he's stepped away I don't think stepping down he's not decided that he's going to close the book on Amazon um, he's he's going to take up a new position I think uh, as executive chairman if he wasn't already you know could he could you have a more executive chairman of a company than, than Jeff Bezos um, <laughs> but the chief executive job is pretty much you know you are diving headfirst into everything it is your job to be in control of everything the chief executive officer is exactly that you are the chief officer of that business of that company and um, maybe the, the workload has just got to a point where he's he's reached a limit, and he said, "Listen, you know, I'm I'm happy with what I'm doing now. I just don't I don't think he's going to be sitting at home on his hands, bored of things to do like what we are during this pandemic. I think he genuinely will be quite hands on and quite involved with what's going on with Amazon. Um, but it, it certainly feels like a bit of a watershed moment for business in general, um, because often you will see this." companies that have been started up by people um they become ceos of that company and even when they become successful they continue to grow and grow under those uh those people's leadership so to speak um but we've seen it in the past with companies like microsoft where bill gates who is still massively associated with microsoft he decided that he was going to take a, a, a step back from microsoft you know and listen microsoft hasn't gone through the floor hasn't fallen through the floor has it like what you just yeah. said about amazon that's almost impossible that's going to happen microsoft has grown um uh, you know and he's kind of been the founder of it um so you know this is one of those things where you do wonder what his side project's going to be i mean we've seen elon musk his main project is tesla and electric cars but now he's investing so much time in spacex and trying to get human beings to mars which he says he's going to do by 2050 good luck elon you're going to need something like sixty thousand rockets to do that and i don't <laughs> think even you've got enough money to afford to do it but all the best nonetheless um you know so if you look at spacex elon musk has got involved in that but he still remained the ceo of tesla uh, but that doesn't mean that he makes every decision every minute of every day. So no, I think that's a very important thing. Like he's got other people yeah. working with him on it, and, and te- uh, Elon Musk is doing so much stuff. It's not just Tesla. He's got like SpaceX, Solar City, the Boeing company. This, you know, this AI company where they're putting microchips in people's brains and stuff like that. This man is doing just just unbelievable amounts of stuff, and I think. It takes a certain type of person to actually be able to work that much and remain efficient. Like for me, I go through ups and downs where some weeks I want to be like, you know, grinding my ass off, working like 80, 90, 100 hours or whatever to get stuff done, to move forward. And then the next week I'm just thinking, how can I make more money by doing less? Like I think there's there's obviously the two approaches of things that I see floating around the Instagram and the YouTube motivation world is there's this really famous book called The 4-Hour Work Week. And then there's the other side of the spectrum, which is the hustle, like the hashtag team no days off. Well, I think most people would like to be the 4-Hour Work Week, but don't like to admit it and like to show on their Instagram and on their social media that they're always hustling, always working hard and stuff like that. And I think most of it's a front. Like I know a lot of people 
through working, uh, you know, obviously in this industry for quite a while and following a load of different business owners and freelancers and stuff like that. They're always posting on their Instagram and posting on LinkedIn and things like that about how hard they're working, they're posting a picture on Saturday night or whatever where they're grinding away. Um, mm. And half the time I have my suspicions like, well, yeah, you've posted that, but you might have just opened your laptop after coming back out and like coming back from a night out or whatever, and you're sat there for 15 <laughs> minutes and then you move on, you know? Posing for the social media. Yeah, exactly. They're literally just posing for it. But, but that's the point, isn't it? It's, it goes exactly back to what we said at the very, very start of the podcast, which was you can work an 80-hour week, but what are you putting into those 80 hours? It's the quality of the time that you put in. It's what you do with that time that is the most valuable. And you talk about hustle culture, I think hustle culture by definition as a term is toxic in itself. And, you know, we say toxic hustle culture. I think that's what it should be considered as. I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting your all into your business, um, but pressurizing other people and sort of flashing it out there and showing off that you never have a day off and you work solid hours a week. um, That's not something I want to do. I'm not looking at your Instagram page thinking, oh, fair play. I'm just thinking, well, that's silly. Because it, it can only be detrimental to mental health. No, because definitely, yeah. you know, I'm not someone who's going to sit here and preach and talk about mental health. I'm not a mental health expert, and I want to make that perfectly clear before I say what I'm about to say. But pressurizing people and making people feel that you should never say no to something or never give yourself time off and have to be able to deal with absolutely everything that's thrown at you, that's not normal. Normal human beings experience wobbles mentally, physically, uh, emotional moments. You know, for instance, if if you lose someone close to you, someone close to you passes away or whatever, it's natural to, to have to give your body time to mourn mentally. And that's just an example of something. You know, naturally, if you've lost something close to you or someone dear to you, you're going to need time for your brain to recover and to process that. Now, hus- hustle culture is toxic because you're not giving yourself the required space you need to be able to deal with things that come at you in everyday life. And I think that's why hustle culture is so toxic because it is just simply natural for human beings to ebb and flow in terms of how they feel. Hormones are a real thing. And every human being has hormones and they, they differentiate. They can change um, through the weather. So for instance, people are finding this lockdown in the UK much tougher because in the first lockdown, it was 30 degree heat and for the majority of the spring it was absolutely lovely you could sit outside and it made lockdown easier now it's cold it's snowing it's raining it's gray it's dark you wake up it's dark you finish work it's dark and it's depressing and it's sad and that can have an impact on your emotions and your mental health now toxic hustle culture is one of those things where it it promotes basically doing as much as you can ticking off as many boxes as possible saying I've done this I've done this I've done this I've done this now we've said on previous podcasts making yourself a tick list and ticking off even the small tasks can make you feel productive it absolutely can but working a 14 hour day to achieve very little just to say that you've done all of these things today are they actually of a benefit to you they're probably not that much of a benefit to you as a freelancer because the whole point of being a freelancer is to enjoy yourself and your time off. That's why we all do it because we can pick our hours, we can pick our days off, um, we can go and spend time whenever we want and, and that's kind of part of the perks of being a freelancer. But I just don't think hu- hustle culture has a place in our society at all. 
And, you know, that, that's quite a damning statement for me to say. And there'll be people listening to this that think, oh, well, that's kind of me, really. I'm the sort of person that works hour after hour, hour after hour and puts my heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears into my business. Yes, I'm sure you do, but so do I. So does JB, but not all the time. Yeah. I don't give every ounce of blood, every ounce of sweat and every tear into my business. It is not my be all and end all of my life. It's a huge part of my life. But if I let it overtake everything that I think about my life, then it's kind of damaged me. And I think it's important sometimes to just zoom out a little bit and survey the landscape and see, is this benefiting me physically, mentally, spiritually? And is this benefiting my business? If the answer is no to at least one of those four things, then I don't think the toxic hustle culture really works. No, exactly. I think it's a double negative as well, because if you're setting yourself up to like, you know, I want to work 80 hours this week, I need to achieve this, this, this and this. You're putting unnecessary you pressure on yourself. If you don't achieve it, yeah, you, that pressure is going to kill you. If you don't achieve it, then you're, you know, angry, upset at yourself. And if you do achieve it, you're mentally exhausted and just ruined from working 80 hours. Like, like you said, I think all freelancers or most freelancers are in it for the freedom. You know, they want to earn as much money as possible by doing as little work as possible. And that doesn't mean we're lazy. It just means that, I mean, who doesn't want that? It's not saying that we don't want to work and we want a load of stuff for free or whatever. We just want to be financially savvy and independent in making intelligent decisions that allow us to live our lives the way we want to live our lives. And freedom is a very big part of that. So... I completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, I hate, I hate the, the, the hustle culture, the, you know, the team no days off and all that sort of stuff that I keep bringing off. I keep saying that because that annoys me. That just, it annoys me so much when I see that. <laughs> but I think for me, definitely, it would be, I would rather work four hours a week and make, you know, a, a comfortable £80,000 a year or whatever than be grinding my absolute nuts off 100 hours a week making a million 100 percent. if i could be working just those the four hours 80k or working 100 hours for a mil yeah i would definitely every day of the week take the four hours i agree and that kind of links back to what i said earlier about jeff bezos and i was purely speculating when i said this but you know if that was me and i knew that I could spend more time with my family doing the things that, you know, the wholesome stuff that makes you feel good. You know, making money makes you feel good. But working four hours a week or four hours a day or whatever and, you know, being able to also enjoy the other things in life, which is what being a freelancer is all about, really. You know, um, you know that that's that's part of it. You know, that's part of it. So so definitely toxic hustle culture is, is not a good thing. And I'm sure we'll talk about this on podcasts in the future as well. Um you know, and we can have this whole debate about influencers as well. Like, I think the term influencer is naturally a negative term in itself. So, you know, I think we can have another debate about this because obviously the influencer culture is also something that's been massive in the news at the moment with lots of people jetting out to Dubai during the during the pandemic, which, you know, has left a sour taste in some people's mouths. Um, I think it was a really interesting debate to be had about that. But in general, I certainly think that the landscape uh, might change very slightly with Amazon and kind of a bit of a changing of the guard with Bezos stepping to one side. And then, you know, this whole toxic hustle culture, um, you know, it works for some people, for other people, it's probably more damaging than they might realise. Yeah, exactly. And I think one last thing to chuck in is that even if you're passionate about something, your 
obsession with that thing so say for example it is your freelance career it is your business if you're just completely obsessed of it it can still even if it's a positive thing like working and earning money it can still consume your life and take over your life in a negative way whereas it puts too much stress strain and pressure on you and you forget to enjoy the life that you've actually built for yourself so i mean i'll throw it out the end of the podcast there that as well i don't think that hustle culture is a good thing and i really do hate it although sometimes you might catch me talking about like oh yeah i worked loads of hours this week and stuff like that like feeling good but for the majority of the time i'm more about intelligent like work-life balance decisions um to make a better life for myself and i'll end this podcast right here by saying head over to the 100kfreelanceclub.com website where you can sign up for our fully comprehensive course on everything that you need to know about freelancing you can also hit us up on the socials at 100kfreelanceclub on all the good things instagram twitter dm us dm us your questions we can answer them on the podcast or me and niall will be happy to get back to you irl and just discuss you know how is your freelance career going what's it up to what are your struggles what do you want to know about the world of freelancing so that's all for me here today in barcelona i'll say goodbye and then i'll leave that over to you now yeah time to uh depart for another podcast but as jacob says make sure you go and check out the 100kfreelancerclub.com website and also if you can hit subscribe to the podcast if you like what we uh produce for you every single week then the best thing to do is hit subscribe or follow whatever it may be we're on every single podcast platform you can think of from apple podcasts to spotify Uh, to Castbox, to Stitcher, you name it, we're on there. So make sure you hit subscribe or follow and that way every time a new episode is released, which is every week we're hoping for, then you'll be notified straight away. But that's it for now. Um, As Jacob says, go and check out the social media pages and the website and we'll speak to you again soon here on the 100K Freelancer Club podcast. Podcast.